Hello, this is Dr. Sonia Stribling, CEO and founder of Born to Be Powerful Academy. And if you want to create a life with more money, more meaning, and even more freedom, you have to listen to the Shit You Don't Learn in College podcast with my good friend Xander Fryer. How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlick Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right, how's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer here, and we're back with another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And today, we've got my new best friend, Dr. Sonia Stribling. Now, Dr. Sonia is the founder of the Born to Be Powerful Academy, a company that empowers the masses to not just win, but dominate in life. She's a transformational specialist, an influence expert known as the general to giants, and the best-selling author of The Divorce That Saved My Life. This 21-year Army retired major and recipient of the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award from President Barack Obama, national speaker for the Think and Grow Rich legacy tour and former TV host on Bravo Network who now uses this training and experience to lead thousands to their victory by using their own inner power to ascend to their next level in life and business. You are not going to want to miss this episode. Dr. Sonia brings the energy. We're going to dig into how going through things like a three-year tornado of a divorce, having her first kid at 15, and even being raped and left for dead at 17 are all part of the reason why she's been so successful. We're going to talk about what she learned to catapult her multiple seven-figure business during her 21-year military career. We're going to talk about why routines and structure is not for everybody, including her. And we're going to dig into the importance of dreaming so big that it scares you. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sydlicbook.com to grab your uh, your pre-sale copy of The Shit You Don't Learn in College book now. It will be an absolute game changer. Everybody who buys the book during the pre-sale launch will get over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs. So you will want to head over to sidlicbook.com. That's S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com to check it out now. All right, all right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I am Xander Fryer, your host, and today we've got my new best friend, Dr. Sonia Stribling. Dr. Sonia Stribling, welcome to the show. Thank you, Xander, so much. I'm so excited to be here. That title says it all for sure, and I love this. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, and and I appreciate you being here. On You, you just finished a, a five-day event 
uh, as well. So, and just to see the energy and the radiation that you have, like, I, I can't wait to dig into this interview, but thank you for, for making the time for us today. Absolutely. Yeah. Five days and I'm still on this high. I still have a lot to say. So yeah, that's why I still have this crazy mic on. I was like, oh, let's just go all in. <laughs> no worries. Let's go. Perfect. So, uh, so obviously like I know a little bit about you, but, uh, our audience might not. So I would love to just start off with maybe, uh, you know, three to five minutes of, of how you came to be who you are now. Obviously you're, you're, you've done so much in your life from the military, from uh, everything that you went through in your upbringing to uh, obviously where you are now, just inspiring, you know, I, I say inspiring women, but frankly, inspiring everybody uh, around the world with what you're doing now to, to live better careers, live better lives. You know, what if you could give like a three to five minute synopsis of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get you to sum it all up in a really short amount of time, everything that you've done, but whatever you can do, we'll, we'll count it. For sure. So again, Xander and, and the audience, thank you so much for having me and, and allowing me to be in your presence and kind of share a little bit of my story of who I am and why I do what I do. I am a country girl from Wilson, Arkansas. Um, I'm the mother of three children. I've served my country for 21 years. I'm a combat veteran and all of that. But the reason why I believe that I'm here and what I have to share is more about how I got to that place. And, you know, having a child at 15 years old, 17 years old, being raped and left for dead, and then joining the United States military and uh, remembering or thinking through being there for 21 years. And, and along the way, after being married 18 years, I went through this devastating, I call it the toy, tornado, of divorce and that I would truly, all of those things to wrap it up really helped me be who I am. Um, it just really coming to this place where I received the, the recipient, I'm the recipient of the Barack Obama Lifetime Achievement Award. Now I'm saying all these things because I need someone to understand what I just said, all the hell that I went through before, yeah. even went through college. And I know we're going to talk about that, but just getting to this place and having the opportunity and really getting to a place now where I'm able to create a company called Born to Be Powerful Academy, which helps is the gateway to a woman's next level life and business and really helping her build her business because she lacks the confidence and the guidance to build a six, let alone seven figure business. And I'm not talking about in a year. I am talking about in a month. And so yeah. I can maybe it'll sit and have this conversation about those very things based on my very past in itself. So let's let's dig into that a little bit because I think that's I think that's a little bit mind blowing for a lot of people. You just said that the things that you've been through are the reason you're at where you're at right now. Can you tell me more about that? Can you expand on that? Absolutely. So even the you know the boot camp I just had is just sharing with seven thousand. I think it was seven thousand seven hundred people, and I'm saying that number because it blows my mind of one setting of sharing the, my life experience and really how do you take your life experience and knowledge, package that up and share it with those who are going through the exact same thing you thing you came out of. Yeah. The stuff you don't learn in college for sure. They did not teach that in college at all. Go to school, get an education, do all this. I did all that. Got a PhD, got all of that, but it didn't help me make millions. And so yeah. understanding now um, Xander, of what took place, I'm so grateful to go through all of that hell to be where I am right now. I found myself on Bravo TV, Fox, NBC, and Forbes magazine, and all of that simply based on my past, not yeah. education and not the level of education, but simply based on my past. Yeah, let's. So, so obviously, the idea of like 
you know, our, our past and our pain helping us, uh, you know, find purpose and move forward. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a relatively simple idea for us to connect with, but I think I'd love, uh, you know, I'd love for, for us to kind of talk specifics and dig in. And, you know, one of the things you and I kind of connected on the very beginning, you said, you know, Xander, I'm an open book, like we're willing to go there. Um, so I do want to go there. I think I'd say, you know, like you, you mentioned you were raped and left for dead at 17. Like this is horrendous. Like I, I can't think of a lot of things that are actually worse than that situation. Right. So I'd, I'd love for you to maybe, you know, walk me through, you know, overcoming that and, and what you learned from that, that actually, you know, ended up being part of your purpose because this, you know, and, and a lot of people, um, you don't realize like that, you know, sexual assault and rape, you know, it's not something that's commonly talked about, but I think it's something like one in four, it's both men and women are, are sexually assaulted in their lives and we just don't talk about it. Right. So how could going something through something like this actually you know, I'd love for you to kind of dig through that. Absolutely. You know, when I think back and I openly shared on stages, I openly shared, you know, when I've been interviewed, I openly shared because I want women to understand that there's some things that have happened to us and people, period. There's some things that happened to us that we may be ashamed of or may kind of shaped our lives and kind of took us down maybe a wrong pathway or took us on this journey that we really didn't want to go on. And it took me there. I was 17. I was a, I was still saying I was a child. You were a child. Really yeah. Just a child. I was 17 years old. It's like the beginning of uh, beginning of womanhood. Shall I say now I had a child at 15 and now I have to go through this. Like how much more hell can a person go through? Well, I had more, but that in itself just made me realize now, not then, now it really shaped who I am and what I'm able to endure or the resiliency around that. Now, I didn't yeah. know that younger or even my early 20s because it really took me down this pathway of doing some things I didn't want to do or being with the wrong man, you know, all those yeah. things. But yeah, it really changed the game for me. And now when I share it, it really helps me connect with my audience. And that's why I'm so open because I don't want to have to hide anything. I don't want, they see us, right? Xander, they see you. Xander's got it all together, but they don't remember when, well, they weren't there when Xander was going through hell and all of that. They don't oh, know Oh yeah, that. that's cute guys. That's cute guys. <laughs> if you think I've got it all together. Good try. Yeah. But I, I think, I think that's true, right? Like they see, you know, everybody sees our highlight reels. Right. They see they see what's up on social media. They see the awards in the background, but they don't see what we had to go through to get there. You know, they, I always tell people and I talk about this on my podcast um, and I know you're a veteran as well. I lost my best friend who was a military veteran to, to suicide from PTSD. And I remember I remember the dark nights. I remember the depression. I remember I remember the guilt, the resentment, the frustration, especially like after having worked with people that had had been uh, depressed and suicidal. But I couldn't help my best friend. Right. And, and nobody saw those, you know, 12 months of not wanting to get out of bed in the morning. Right. But but getting out of bed anyways and doing it. So and I always wonder what because because some people and I don't know what it is. I haven't been able to figure it out yet. Some people, their their struggle becomes their prison and some people, their struggle becomes their story. Right. And it's it's people like you that your struggle has become your story. And like you mentioned, maybe it took a little bit of time for me, my struggle became my story. Do, do you know why? Like what, how did, how did we get through that? What, what made us different than some people? You know, Xander, that's such a great question. How did some of us go through the exact same thing and some are still in prison 
Yeah. And some of us make it our story where we're able to overcome that. And I, I still go back to resiliency, being able yeah. to use that very thing. So I believe some that are in prison, they don't understand it. You're supposed to walk on top of it. Right. Let's just make it, press it down. I'm, I'm a yeah. visual person. Right. And I've dealt with the suicidal thoughts and dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and all of that. And I've been in, went through that series or that phase of deep depression where you take the medication to wake up and medication yep. to go to sleep. And so my heart goes out to you, my condolences for the family and for you of losing your best friend. But I would have been that person. And I'm not saying that, you know, he wasn't strong enough or anything like that. But I had children and I just needed to give them more than to remember my mom took her life. And it was there, right there, uh, really having the pills in my hand and all of that. But I just remember like, okay. And I'm a woman of faith, so it was more of like, okay, if you're gonna let Lord, if you're gonna let me live, don't let me live like this. Like I yeah. can't help to stay here. And so I made the decision, okay, since I am still here, let me see what how I can help other people not go through this hell. Yeah. That was my biggest thing. And so I just started to use it as a stepping stone for me to climb to the next level of my life and start helping other people and helping them climb up as well. And so it's just more of the resiliency part, Xander, and yeah. more so of I stopped looking at me. Guess yeah. what happened? When I stopped looking at me and all the things that I was dealing with and I wanted to help someone else, it began to change and shift. That was the, that was the turning point for me. I, I, I love what you're saying there. I think that's, I think that's absolutely crucial because I remember for me when I was, you know, when I didn't want to get out of bed and, you know, this was in the, the, the thralls of me starting my coaching business, you know, it gone really well. And then I lose my best friend and it all crumbles to the ground. And, um, I remember thinking in my head, I just remember thinking this really sucks, but this is not about me. And I think the moment that I remember that it was not about me, that there was somebody else out there that needed me for you, it was your kids for you. It was these people, you know, for me, it was my, my audience, my clients, you start to pull yourself out of it. So maybe, maybe that's the, maybe that's the key there. Yeah. You know, sometimes Andrew, just think about it like this. When it's up to us to do something, we're not going to do it for us. Like, no, yeah. I don't deserve it. I'm not going to do it. But I don't we, deserve it. I'm not good enough. This, I don't deserve this. Yeah. I will help somebody else do it. I'll help, oh, her. Sure. I'll help her. And when we take ourselves out of it and it's bigger than us, it really is. But when you start helping others and you see them come to light or come to this moment of maybe, you know, I can do it too. And you're watching this, you're like, whoa, maybe I am awesome. Maybe I am amazing. And Xander, I know your audience is listening listening right now. And you, in order for you to do this, you have to be amazing. You have yeah. to, because many people won't do what you're doing right now. Yeah, and if you if you don't believe that you're amazing, take a little bit of Dr. Sonia's belief and some of Xander's belief, because we believe you're amazing. You just got to start to step into it, right? Um, I, so you also, you mentioned something that I don't want to gloss over, right? And I'm I'm not a person of religion, but I do consider myself a person of faith, right? And you mentioned you are a woman of faith. And, and I want to talk about that for a second, because I think faith can be a very taboo topic. And I think because a lot of the time, um, you know, it is it, for, for a lot of people, maybe there's uh, a lot of negative connotation around the dogma of religion or whatever it might be. I, for me, maybe I just watched too many Disney movies growing up and, uh, you know, I just always believe that that good prevails and I have to go through my hero's journey to get out the other side. How important has your faith been when it comes to your success and obviously moving through a lot of your story? You know, very important. And you've mentioned something and I want to kind of tap into that just for a moment. Yeah. 
at some point in my life, at one point in my life, I was super religious. It was just spooky, the, you know, the spooky woo-woo religion. And I'm like, but wait a minute, I'm still struggling. I'm still mentally struggling and all of that. And then I started on this journey where being this woman of faith, believing that there's something bigger than me and being okay and knowing that other people have their own beliefs. I just know what I believe in and I don't want to put that on anyone else, but I know it's the one thing that brought me home from Iraq. Yeah. I know it's the one thing, if I went back to 17 years old, that brought me out of that field. Because, you know, the first thing you do when you're in trouble, you're praying, you're meditating, you're doing all of that. And before you didn't do any of that. And I know it's the one thing now that I really focus on, of being a woman of faith and on this journey of understanding there's a source that's bigger than me that I need to be able to uh, plug into and get charged. Because if it's just left up to me, uh, we're not getting there, Houston. We're, we don't have takeoff Houston at all. And so it, it's very important for me. And I really teach women about that. Believe in something bigger than yourself. Because if it's left up to you, okay, you have that type of power. Absolutely. I truly believe we do. But it was it's just important for me. to. Re- I wouldn't be here. And Xander, if I may, I kind of share, you know, a, a lot of women especially. And I know we're listening to um, talking to men and women. But I realized that a lot of women, a lot of things are not uh, brought to us, uh, more of having a conversation about money, having yeah. a conversation about our next level. Most women, 60%, 61% of women would rather talk about their debt than talk about money. And Is that, realized, is that just because it makes them uncomfortable or is that, why, why is that? It's that because a lot of times, and I, I've I never, know, I've never been a woman, so I, I have to ask these things. <laughs> well, and I, and me being one and trained hundreds of thousands of them and thousands in my coaching program, and it's I don't care what country. If I'm in New Zealand, I'm in Africa, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm in wherever I go. Most women that I speak to, and just like the the statistics we talked about with rape, one out of four. I'm going to say three out of the four don't have the level of confidence that we need, especially to build a business because we question everything. Remember, when we were little girls, we wanted to be a princess. Yeah, We wanted to be a ballerina and not necessarily thinking that takes confidence, but now we have the audacity to step up to the plate like, I want to be a business owner. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. I want to be all those things. And then it's on us and our level of confidence to do these things. And so going back to the spiritual part, I had to believe in something bigger than myself because I know I wouldn't be able to do this. And I truly believe a lot of women are in that place, let alone there are some men. But you all deal with confidence a little bit differently, right? You you all, you know, we think about, we talk about relationships and our emotions. Men per se, think about the the tangible things that I can get. I get a race car that helps me be a bigger man. I have this car and I have this much money. And when I have that conversation at the table with women, they're like, I don't want to talk about money, Dr. Sonia. I don't, I don't want it. It's, it's not important. And I'm sitting here, oh, you have no bills to pay then, do you? For sure. <laughs> so just to bring that back home, it's just, I don't know what we go through. That's why I really start focusing on women because I don't want them to go through the hell that I went through or lack anything in their lives. They can have it all. Yeah. So you mentioned that you think literally three out of four women are lacking the confidence, the self-worth to actually be able to do that. Like what, what do you think is the biggest cause for that for women? How do we, how do we start to change that? Really having a conversation. It is, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of the women even said this past event that I had, you were, I love your up in your face. It was a boot camp, and, you know, I know boot camp because I've been through, you know, 21 years of the military. Yeah. And it is just more of, I think it's more of the childhood and the environment and the things that we go through that really takes us in a place where we lack that confidence. 
along the way, as little girls, we had all the confidence in the world. And even as little boys, we had all the confidence. But somewhere along the line, family members, somebody told you you weren't pretty. Somebody told you you weren't smart. And then you were this big personality. And all of a sudden, something happened along the way that made you feel like you needed to shrink in every room that you go into. And so when we come into business, and I always say, and you've heard it before, how you do everything is how you do anything. And in a woman's life or in a person's life, we think we can separate the two. Ladies, I'm here to tell you, gentlemen, you as well, you can't separate who you are as a person and the business that you want. It's going to show up and it's going to stand tall. So if you have a dysfunctional life, guess what happens in your business? It travels to your business to have dysfunction. And so I really focus on helping us be whole and really building a successful, a highly successful business. Yeah. And that, that really stems from like the very core. You have to start working on that. I love that. Um, so you mentioned, you mentioned that you've been in the military or you had been in the military for 21 years in the army, I believe. Now I, I never served active duty. I was air force ROTC. I was actually going to be a fighter pilot. And then I got a DUI and I was kicked out. Um, so my, one of my one regrets in life is that I was ever never able to serve. So I have to thank you for your service first and foremost. Um, but you know, one of the things that I always tell people, even though I was never able to serve active duty, that four years in Air Force ROTC of, of leadership training was probably one of the one of the most crucial things that allowed me to be successful as an entrepreneur. All the all the skills that I learned, the leadership I learned, the the communication skills I learned from that time period was so valuable. Um, your time in the military, what do you think is you know maybe one or two things that that you're like, man, like without that, like I would not be at where I'm at today. Number one, you hit the nail on the head, leadership skills. Yeah. There's one thing I went in as a private, you know, first class. It's like, you know, you book private and you have the next level. I came in at that that second or third level. And then I went to officer candidate school and became an officer. So when I retired, I was a major in the United States military. So I went through the ranks and then I came over to the officer side. It was just the leadership skills that I learned that are so important in business. And I can't deny that. So I really thank the military for that um, because it really shines light on in business. We need to understand that we are leaders or we should be leaders. It's not just making money, but who can you lead along the way? Because as coaches, Xander, we're leading other people. We're leading oh, them yeah. to helping them drink. Hey, pick it up. Which cup? How big do you want your cup or your bucket to be to drink this? And so it's the leadership skill. And the second thing is being so committed to the mission yeah. until, it, until it happens. And one thing I really learned when I retired and became, we call it a civilian, I learned that many people are not committed to their purpose. They're just not. They'll start, oh, you know, it doesn't work. It's too hard. Military taught me one thing. We carry this out until the mission is complete. I don't care what you have to go through. And so that has really been embedded in my brain, in my spirit, in my heart about, no, until the mission is complete, until you reach, you say you want to work with 5,000 women. What do we need to do to get there? Having the mission and understanding how we go. And then the last part, if I can add another one, they really yeah. taught me about strategy. How do you strategize and sitting back? And I don't have all the answers, but one thing they showed me is like, how do you look at the big picture of things and then start breaking it down into small departments and uh, compartments of it so you can really get to the end goal. So that is invaluable of what I've learned from the military and it's served me very well in business as well. Yeah, I think if if anybody's listening to this right now, you pay attention to those three things and you'll be wildly successful in your life if you start to work on those three. Uh, That's absolutely amazing. Thank you for that, Dr. Sonia. Of course. So uh, I got a couple of questions. Obviously, you've 
Uh, you've had an amazing journey. You've helped a lot of people. Um, I have some personal questions for you because I love to understand like who you are to, to, to really kind of extrapolate that. I think one thing um, you know, I've learned from my life is when you, when you focus on people that have been successful, gone to different places, done things that, that you want to do, well, you just kind of got to go learn how they act, how they think, how they believe, and you can start to work on that yourself when you get there. So um, I'd love to just ask you, first and foremost, how would you define success in life? Oh, great question. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's changed over the years, and you may hear a little thunder and lightning that's trying to pop off around here. So please excuse us if you hear it. I'm like, I'm surprised. It's supposed to be sunny here in Atlanta. So success. It's because we're, we're getting right into the meaty stuff right now. Yeah. But more so, success to me has changed over the years. Before, when I first started, success was how much money can I make? Like, yeah. Can I get, what level can I get to? And as I've matured, matured and evolved and got to that level of success you're like okay that's it like i wanted to be a millionaire you get here and i'm saying that openly because it was a big deal like i got yep. it i gotta do this but now success defined to me or for me to define it is more of a peace of mind peace of mind of knowing that i've accomplished some of the things i've set out even the things that weren't on my plate that happened along the way that peace of mind i that no one can <laughs> You can't buy it. You have to experience it. It's a peace of mind. And just knowing that I've helped people and knowing, God forbid, if something happens to me and I go to my grave today, I know I've done good. I know I have. I, I went through this journey of helping as many people as I possibly can. Hope I have even more time. But that's the success for me. Peace of mind, knowing that I've accomplished some of the things. And not just that, Sandra. The biggest thing is I've helped other people. Yeah. Your success. That's how I define it. You've served. Yeah. And I think you you said something. It's uh, I actually I just recorded a an episode around this where I where I talked about, you know, I I was thinking I was kind of meditating on this the other day. And I was like, if I were to die tomorrow, I would actually be okay with that. Now my wife Maddie would not be okay with that, but but I like I would be okay with that because of the way that I've lived these last few years. The, the peace of mind, knowing that I gave it my all, knowing that I faced my fears, all of those things. And I don't think a lot of people can say the same, right? And so I, I, I want everybody to kind of hear that for a second. If you can live with the peace of mind that, you know, if you died tomorrow, that you you really did it, like you went for it. That's that's amazing. That's beautiful. That's deep. Yeah. Never thought about it that way, but that's deep, Sandra. That's why we're here, right? Um, I'd, I'd love to understand you're, you're on a five day bender of a work, work, uh, what, you know, like session and event right now. So you're obviously a highly efficient, highly productive person. Tell me, tell me about the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning and the last thing you do before you go to bed. Now you want the things that I should do or what I, I want. No, I want the truth. I think this is my favorite part when I ask this question, because some people are like, I wake up at four religiously. I do my, my breath work and my meditation. And then I do, I go to the gym and then some people, I just interviewed, um, one of my good friends. Um, uh, and, and he was, uh, he was talking about how he's like, you know what? Like I used to be super strict. And right now I'm in a season of my life where like, I wake up with the sun, you know, when the sun wakes me up, I'm flexible, I'm creative in the morning. And that provides me, you know, the juice that I really need to get going. So, uh, I don't want what you should do. I want what you actually do. Good. Because so many folks, oh, I meditated and I do. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, 
I, when I retired, I was like, I'm not going to the gym anymore. And I really do that. But, you know, I still want to be healthy. I still got my guns, you know, they're still yep. there and all of that. But no, that is so funny. But right now, when I wake up, I'm just sitting there and I'm grateful. I, I am in this yeah. moment of gratitude, really. I'm like, I'm just grateful. I woke up again. And the next question, who can I help and serve today? That's oh, that, that as I'm lying on my back. Like, who can I help and serve today? Send the people who need to hear my voice, who need for me to help them, and I can really give them or just add value to their life. Yeah, then, you, course, reach over and you grab the phone and you're like, okay, what emails? Don't want to see that. Oh, nope. Tell the team. Okay. <laughs> but I wake up when my body wakes me up. I rarely yeah. wake up to an alarm clock. But you, you know, somebody, somebody who's wondering, like, how does Dr. Sonia show up every day, right? It's like the first thing you do for your day is you're grateful for the life you're given right now. And you're wondering how you can take that and go serve others. Yep, absolutely. I know it's so simple. It is so simple. Everybody, well, what's your routine? What is your routine? Like, how can I get this? What are your, your routine? My routine is I go to bed when I'm sleepy. I wake up when I'm, when I'm well rested. That's what I do. And I always, it's called freedom. It really yeah. is called yeah. freedom. And so it's just more of what is it that I, these are the things that I ask for. I wanted yep. a peace of mind. Peace of mind for me is waking up when I want. Am I waking up at four? I did that for 21 years. I'm not doing that unless I absolutely have to. When I was on set for Bravo and all of that, they would have me doing that. I'm like, Mm-mm, this is not for me. I did that for 21 years. I yep. need to be able to come in. My goal when I retired was this. Don't laugh, okay? I just don't laugh. I wanted to go to work at 12 and get off at one. How am I not supposed to laugh at this? <laughs> you can't, you can't say that. <laughs> That's all I wanted. You know, generals and people in the military are like stripling. Are you crazy? Maybe, but I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah. Years later, that's the life that I live. Now, do I little do a little bit more? But that's really what my life is about: is yeah. building the business where I can leverage my time. Yeah. And so, routine. May I just say this: this routine that we have, that's not for everybody. Some people will tell you, "Oh, you need all this self care." Yes, do I believe in self care? I do. But some people always say that, and it's I don't like woo woo. Don't don't give me woo woo. Give me the answers. What do I need to do? And I'm going to tell you what's best for you. If you need to wake up at 4 a.m., you wake up at 4. That's not for me. You need to go to bed at 9 o'clock, go to bed at 9. That's not for me because it's going to make me wake up at 4, and I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that, yeah. Yeah, so you decide what's best for you, what's best for you, and not just, hey, Xander, what's your schedule? I want to write that down, and I want to do exactly what you do. But that's best for Xander. What is best for you? I love that. Um, so obviously you've been, you've been through a lot. You've been through the military. You've been, you, like you mentioned, you've had a TV show on Bravo. So you're obviously very good at handling, uh, what I call high demand situations. How do, what's, what's one thing that maybe you do to kind of help you cope with and handle high demand situations or stressful situations that maybe most people don't know about? Um, I have a mindset coach. Yep. I have one, you know, and I, I got, i I went and found one. I was in a coaching program in the head. And I was like, oh, this works. Even I have roadblocks. You should always have a coach. And that mindset yep. is really, and it's not at the beginning was, oh, I'm not good enough and all of that. But now it's more, hey, I want to do this big event and I want 5,000 people in the room. Oh, I can't do that. I've never done that before, so I'm not going to be able to do it. Yep. Oh, yeah, I want to get to one of my goals. I want to be able to make a million dollars in one day. We've gotten close, haven't gotten there. I went and got someone to really help me with the blocks. But when I heard that Oprah herself has her own coaches, 
LeBron James. Multiple, multiple coaches. Yes, LeBron, Michael Mm -hmm. Jordan, you know, the athletes of the world and the people we call are the GOATs, they have their own coaches. So why would someone like me have one if I want to be the best at what I do? So that's the one that I have that, you know, she laughs. She said when she sees that appointment, she's like, she's got, she wants a mindset. So instead of 30 minutes, I have this hour. But it's more for someone to help me think through things because in my mind, I dream big. Yeah. I always have. And sometimes, and I will say to anyone who is listening, dream so big it scares you. Because if you're not scared right now, you're not dreaming big enough at all. And when I start going through this, so I have these big dreams that I want to accomplish. And I'm like, nah, don't do that. Nobody's ever done that before. Next thing I know, I'm telling my team, hey, we're going to do this. It's like, oh, my gosh, here's Dr. Sonia again. We're about to do something. So um, that's the life I live in, high demand. I don't know anything other than this. I don't know yeah. the time, Xander, that I was low energy, low frequency <clears throat> was the time that I wanted to take my own life. And I never want to go back there again, ever, for sure. I love that. Thank you for that. All right, I got to close it off with one last question, being that this is the shit you don't learn in college show. Uh, what's, what is one thing that you wish you learned in school? Do I, get, I just give one? You can, you, we'll, we'll give you a couple. If you want to go multiple, we'll give you multiple. Just you. So ask me that question <laughs> one more time. What is, what is one thing What is one thing that you wish you learned in school? Or maybe that you wish everybody learned in school? Okay, so my undergrad is in business. They didn't teach me anything about business. Accounting, yes, and all that stuff that you rarely use. Yep. They really would have sat down and, and, and really taught about business. You really don't learn about business until you're in the midst of it, until you're in yep. the trenches of it, all of that. The other thing they really didn't help um, in college about having this positive mindset. And I share this very quick story. I have a 21-year-old, so I have three boys, um, and my youngest is 21, and he's a se- going into his senior year of college. And I'll never forget his sophomore, junior year. No, professors and teachers never call. They, you know, they're not supposed to do that in college. Well, I had a conversation with one. And they're like, where is he learning this? Because I was teaching him about something he wanted to do, communication or uh, journalism or something. And she said, well, he was very upset because I told him that he should go start small. And he said, my mom did not teach me to start small. She always taught me to go big. And (laughs) in a roundabout way, Xander, this is what he said to her. I'm not listening to someone who's in here teaching me something that they've never done and trying to defer me. Oh, yeah. And I had to, you know, kind of talk him through Yeah. This is what he saw. He saw mom go through the military. He saw me lose everything, houses, cars, bankruptcy. He saw me go through a divorce. And now he sees this life and the lifestyle that I need. And he is not listening to someone who is not teaching something that is positive at the next level. And yeah. he's in college. And I didn't want my kids to go to college to get a degree. I wanted them to go and learn what not to do. <laughs> no, I said it, didn't I? It's too late. It's in the recording. You can't take it back. <laughs> do and to be able to communicate with people that are around the world he's not there for the job they're not for sure so that is just my thought and i'm grateful that i learned that and i went to college so i can come back and say it because most folks what you're just saying that because you never went oh yes numerous degrees and they did not (laughs) teach you how to build a business at all it's it's so funny that you bring that up because we actually we kind of track how many mbas we work with and help them build their business um and as of i think it was like as of last week we had we had at least two people from Harvard and one person from Stanford and one person from Yale for all for their MBAs. 
that end up having to work with us to help them build their businesses. And you're like, huh, maybe I should be charging more if they're, you know, if they're paying hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is over there. And ah, we need to, we need to look at our pricing structure. Um, about a students will eventually start working for C or D or F students. Yep. We talk, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. Do you know why that is, by the way? Do you have, do you have any insight on that? I don't know. Me, I me, have my me, theories, but I'd love to hear yours. Yeah. Me being a CDF student until I got to my master's and my PhD, I started focusing more, but then I play college basketball, play semi-pro. So I went to school just so I could play a sport. Yeah. Of course you had to get a certain GPA to play. So I always maintained just enough. I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but you know, something you got to do better. And my mom who had a third grade education, she said, babe, I just want you to do your best because yeah. of the area in which she grew up in. And so when I start remembering my classmates and the ones that were the, you know, the valedictorian of the class and all of that. And I look back and seeing what they're doing now. I don't, we can't even find half of them, right? We yeah. don't know where they are and what's happening to them. And I just started to remember, that's when I realized that what you're teaching in this organization, in this group and on this podcast is so important because traditionally that's what they taught us. You got to go to school. You got to get education, get a, a great education and you'll be successful. Well, many of those folks who did all those things now have jobs who cannot pay for the student loan that they owe for the last 30 years. Something is wrong with the tradition of what we're teaching people. 40, 41%, 41% of college graduates right now are in jobs that do not require a college degree. Wow. 41%. Contra, uh, contra, uh, the, the contrary side of that is 26% are in a job that where that requires the degree they got. More people are in working at Starbucks after their college education than are actually in jobs that required them to get that degree. Mind blowing, mind blowing. Frustrating as well. Like Yeah, absolutely. So, wait, we I'm sure we could talk on that for days, um but uh Sonia, I want to be respectful of your time. Obviously, you've you've uh done a lot over the last few days. So the last question I'll ask you is, uh, you know, where can people learn more about you? What's on the horizon for you coming up? Oh, my goodness. What's on the horizon for me? I would say big things. I'm working on a, a live event. Hopefully let COVID will let us be great, right, um, with this. So a live in-person event because I, I'm, I'm a speaker. I, I was born to do It's not what I do. It's who I am. So I'm ready yeah. to get back out there. But people can follow me on all social media platforms at I am Dr. Sonia, and that's with a J. Um, and also those ladies that are out there, women that are out there that are really uh, wanting and willing and ready to win in their next level life and not just win, but dominate, go over to drsoniafreegift.com, drsoniafreegift.com, so we can help you level up and live the life that you've been called to live. And Xander, thank you so much for what you do and putting on platforms and putting together, you know, podcasts and having this very candid conversation, because this is more of what we need to have a conversation about in today's society. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. And for everybody out there listening, we'll make sure to link to uh, both Dr. Sonia's uh, Instagram handle as well as the website in the show notes. So if you want to go check that out, uh, you'll be able to get straight there. Uh, thank you so much for the time today. I know uh, our audience is going to get a ton out of this. It's been an absolute pleasure to run through this with you. And for uh, all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this, make sure to check out Dr. Sonia. And also don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your pre-sale copy of the Shit You Don't Learn in College book. That pre-sale is open now. It will be an absolute game changer. 
for everyone who buys the book during our pre-sale launch, we're going to be giving away over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs to every person. Uh, so you'll want to head over to www.shityoudontlearninecollegebook.com, S-Y-D-L-I-C-book.com to check it out now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks a ton.